0: Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Everybody, it's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I'm here talking to Ross Everett. And you're like, who's Ross Everett? And I was actually thinking <laughs> before I got here, I was like, who is Ross Everett? Like, what? Why is he here? And what is he doing? And that I'm, I mean that seriously, but in a good way, because you're still here.
1: I am. You are here. I've beaten death thus far.
0: You um, are a comedian. I would say is like a broad. Thing. I am say,
1: co- I am comedian. Yeah,
0: yes. you're you're a comedian. Uh, you do stand up comedy now is like a thing. Like at least what mm-hmm. I'm following. You've been doing like some like traditional stand up comedy.
1: And most traditional of senses. Yeah, I stand up there and I tell a lot of jokes at the detriment of women and minorities. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then you
0: just say You're sad. Yeah, you're just like a sad guy. Yeah, real you're sad. Sad. You're sad guy. I
1: take a lot from Mort Saul. I carry a newspaper and I just read the obituaries. All
0: right. Yeah. And then uh, you're a, a kind of world traveler.
1: I have traveled world. Yeah, you have traveled the world, and you
0: let everyone know that. I did. Um, Hey, people just still sitting where you are. I've been traveling. Yeah, and I got
1: back, and I was like, hey, what have you been up to? Before you answer, I've been traveling the world. Yes.
0: So uh, that you are um, pretty, I would say, pretty successful in the internet social media youtube i don't even know what to call it anymore
1: new media yeah yeah and new media and yeah the the greek letter new media
0: new media uh whatever that is but we we or i think our origin story yes was at maker right Mm -hmm. maker
1: studios back in 2010 yeah uh
0: and what were you doing there
1: well, uh, I was a lost soul wandering through the midst of the internet. No, I I started working at Maker because Brett, the intern, mm-hmm. uh, had a, a channel and he was running the station too. And I was just coming off of working as a PA on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which spoiler alert ended poorly. And uh, I was looking for work, and Brett said, "Why don't you come and do like behind the scenes stuff with me on the station too?" And so I that's that's kind of when. Uh, Mike brought in like the whole totally sketch crew mm-hmm. that, that you were a part of. Yeah, and then we met.
0: Let me let me just. What happened with <laughs> with having Conan O'Brien? With with Conan O'Brien? Yeah. What how did that how did it end poorly?
1: Oh, J- Jay Leno took the show back.
0: Oh, I thought something
1: you did something. No, I can't take you credit for that. Spilled hot coffee on somebody. I did not. And no, oh, okay, I, well, I figured if yeah. I was listening
0: to this, I, and then he was like, "Oh, you know," ended poorly. I'd be like, "Wait, what? What is he? Yeah, mean? what I happened?" Know, and I don't want to just gloss over it. Ross and Conan are okay. they on the outs? No,
1: Kozie uh, Bonesy and I are. Actually, no. he has no idea who I am. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. about right. Well, yeah.
0: it's like most people probably right. Yeah, like most people don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the man behind the man behind the, the man just in the somewhere deep in the valley yeah there's an ether yeah i'm i live way out away from the world we both
0: uh survived a maker i guess in some mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. like i you know i was yeah i was doing like a like I was a staff right a time that i was you know producing stuff i was yep. actually just there recently uh they the new new maker uh it's a, it's a real empire the, the disney-owned Maker yeah, studios. yeah 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 how
1: how inside shop do we want to get uh, I don't know. We can do a shop really, talk.
0: I don't really know that. Mo- I don't have any bad. Like I have pretty good. I got a. I had a, I had a meeting there and it was pretty good. This it went was, well. Well, you know, I'm uh, a huge fan of Valley Cat, so uh-huh. um, and I still am. So like, she's the, the one person that I'm. Is still
1: she like. I up over there now? I think so. That's cool. Great for
0: her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we both kind of left. The kind of survive, like, kind of survived that. That that weirdness. That
1: that growing startup company feel. I loved working there while I worked there. Yeah. It was like it was really fun. There was total freedom. It was just basically like, hey, we need you to make videos, and I was like, I was doing this for free. Like absolutely, yeah. I'll make yeah. videos. Uh, and so, what would you say? What was your like job title there? Uh, if there wait, what one? do I tell people the job yeah. was? Yeah, a president and CEO. Okay. Yeah, um, no, I, I I mean like my job was I was producer of the station to co-producer with Brett, and then my job really was to help Brett create collab videos between him and all their big channels because they were trying to grow Brett at that time. Yeah. So we did one for the station, it was uh, No Homo, it was a parody of Jason Derulo's Riding mm-hmm. Solo. Yeah. Uh, we did one for Shake Harl's channel that I wrote, and I got to direct, like this was like my first foray into directing, uh, probably my last as well, but like I got to direct something for Lisa Nova's channel any any old folks out there remember Lisa Nova? Yeah, yeah, I did there? some stuff for. Nope.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nope. Hello. Okay.
1: Good. Okay. Nope. She was on Mad TV. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, so she, I did stuff for her channel. I did stuff for Cecily's channel. I think I did something for Kasim's channel, but I don't know if that ever went up. There was you know there was a lot.
0: And then it just was like party over.
1: But and then it was yeah I mean like and then Conan went back on TBS. I got my job offered back, and I wanted to do both. But Maker was not okay with both, so I I chose the one that paid me a livable wage, and I went to that.
0: And then, well, that ended,
1: right? Yes, and then the the TBS ended, and I went to I actually went to a digital marketing agency and became eee. yeah right. Is there a lot of
0: out of touch people there? Yeah, Is there a lot out of touch. No, people?
1: actually, the the people that were working there were really into it. Like okay. the president didn't know what he was doing so much, but like my friends who were like maybe two years older than me were the the COO and uh, the CFO of that company. So they were like, they were the direct people above me, and they really just let me. They're like, you know what you're doing. Just you know, help us make. Tap Get on out. LinkedIn. Just yeah. really jam it out. Yeah, this might have been pre LinkedIn. No, it couldn't have been. Did but you like,
0: Did you learn anything from there? Like at that time, yes. like I, you learned something.
1: Yeah, I learned. Oh, I learned about how to like talk to brands and whatnot, and the fact I also learned that I had something to offer in terms of the space. That this wasn't just common knowledge that everybody has. It's something that that if you were like really playing in the YouTube space, you've learned. But people didn't know about end slates. People didn't know like how to keep an audience listening or watching. Watching their videos. So, like, I, I was the bad guy. I was the one teaching brands how to communicate with audiences. Uh, like, to, I don't know, I, I have something against marketing. I have, like, a, a thing against marketing because I think it's all just, like, creative lying.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's a, That's a whole other thing.
1: That's a whole other
0: thing. Uh, But then, at some point, you went to... So you ended up at SourceFed. Right? I did end up at SourceFed. And that yeah. I feel like just it's hard to follow what everyone's doing and whether there's I... so much. And it's like, do I hate you? Do I like you? Do I hate you? Like it's basically that's all that so you I. You mean do. like
1: jealousy or just like the type just of whatever, or whatever I yeah. feel like calling it? Yeah, <laughs> no, but I you
0: might know, I like to keep up with what everyone's doing and why they're doing it and stuff. But I feel like SourceFed was like a pretty big. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, a big catapult a little bit for you. Oh, it was a catalyst. It was for
1: sure, like, it was a a huge thing, because I had done a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I'd been on Brett's channel, we did a web series called Shitty Roommate, but really, like, I, like, was not a big figure, or, I don't even think I'm currently a big figure. I know I told you I was to get on this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm the biggest, Uh, but no, but SourceFed was, like, the thing that kind of, again like it was a great job because they were like hey here you have to make this many videos a day do find a way to do that and then I was just able to creatively put out whatever I wanted to with the support and the creative support of that team over there and like I I think that they're just some of the best in the business that's working over there or that that were back in I don't know who's working there anymore but like back in uh, what was that that was 2012 2013 it's relatively recently yeah still still very recently like a year a year ago They were just, everyone was, like, really having a blast. And I I remember being in the moment, like, sitting in those writers' rooms being like, this is really cool. Like, I know this isn't forever, but it's really cool.
0: Well, I mean, how much would you say, like, you know, obviously, you know, you build off, you know, uh, the audience that you have and and, and gain new i i can't use yeah. the word fans because it makes me sick yeah i, I use viewers viewers audience whatever um family that's
1: a, if you're but, vin diesel family yeah we're not yo family we're not Vin Diesel. hey that's the thing about street you, know, you can just keep trying to keep pushing the vin diesel street always wins
0: you're just saying it like I you just, be your face is a, different <laughs> it's a little bit
1: of like an h john benjamin like yeah. hey 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 get out of the get out of the kitchen kids just, I don't know if that's a good one. It's or just it. you making yeah. a different face.
0: Um, but how much of would you say of your audience is knows you from from SourceFed? Ninety
1: percent, right? right? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: Now, but you all, what you're also saying is, and I think there's like a value to this, is like you weren't like the main guy. Like it wasn't like, Mm-mm. look at me, look at me, everyone look at me. My name's Ross. Look at me. You were, uh, I mean, not behind, but you were not. Were you, like, behind the scenes a lot of it? So I
1: started as a writer. Uh, I was brought in to write for the blog before I was even writing for the show. And then I started writing for the show, like, the videos. And then, like, someone was gone. Like, everyone was on vacation. And, like, someone was like, hey, you're on table talk now. And then I was like, okay. Like, so I did that table talk, and then the audience liked me, and then I just started being on camera more and more. Uh, And, like, I was by no means the main guy. I was this weird addition that kind of came out of... The blue out of necessity one day, and every I always felt this way. Like about SourceFed, everybody had their thing, you know. Everybody had their distinct thing, and I was very much searching for mine. Jew, Jew, Jew actually did become uh, like thing? the thing yeah. that yeah they called me thing. Tolly Tolly Juju for a bit. Uh-huh. But I always think like, is Jew really a thing? I mean, I say it
0: when I feel like it. You yeah, know what I mean when I feel it's it's. It's beneficial to me.
1: But yeah, <laughs> when it's working the system. Sure. Yeah. No, I like I've always I usually say something be... racist
0: then I say Jew afterwards.
1: Yeah, just to like remind them that it's, you're a minority cool, as well. We cool. Yeah, yeah, we cool, we yeah. Jew. Yeah. 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 I um so like that that was like the thing and I was like, I don't like I don't feel like I look different. I don't even like sound different or bring up my religion that like that much if at all. So I was like, That can't be my thing. And I think my thing became just like the guy who smiled far too much. And, uh, like, or maybe like told interesting stories on table talk, which is like that, that kind of became like so a table talk a per- was having a personality, having a personality, <laughs> yeah. but it was, I don't know, maybe positivity. I, I still have having trouble figuring it out, mm-hmm. but like everybody else on, on source fed really was there for longer and, and definitely had been established as more of a fan base. And actually, if you go back, uh, I doubt it's there anymore, but like the fans did a poll of like their least favorite hosts, and I I top that got number one. So you're the top bottom. I'm the top bottom. Uh, yeah, I, which I'm, in the gay community is a rave review. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, I should clarify, I'm not gay. The way I said that sounded like I'm really popular in the gay community. Oh, sure. No, yeah, yeah. because
0: you know, like, I, I don't ever get, like, comments saying that I'm gay. So you being associated with me yeah. is definitely going to no, help No, because that.
1: you exude, like, I think when, you know, Jason Horton, heterosexuality. Like, yeah. Like, to a fault. It's too much. Too straight. It's too in your face. Overwhelming.
0: Uh, you know, so here's my thing. I don't know much about SourceFed. Yeah. But I feel like I would be fake if I didn't shit talk right now. But I'm going to – go with me. Go I might not. Me. I
1: might legally not be able to say anything. Okay. All right.
0: Um. So I went and I, I was at the streamies, not – it was a couple of streamies ago. Uh huh. You know, it's very pandering, and I get it, and I'm totally fine with that. I yeah. understand that is what it's there for. It's for people to celebrate themselves, and that's what all award, award shows are. Yeah. And I love award shows, yeah. and I have no problem with it. I just—I think I remember it was, like, SourceFed was winning stuff—whatever, winning stuff. Yeah. And it was they so— They tend to do that. And it was kind of like, and here's SourceFed. And then it was just, like, came out, and it was like, we're so crazy. Like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a tie, but it's like—and funky sneakers. It was very—it <laughs> was very kind of like, look how crazy we are on the internet, like, breaking all the rules. And I was like, this is—I mean, to me, this is, like, some whitewash shit, However, however, I met uh, Steve uh-huh. Zaragoza. We uh, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Steve, uh, yeah. Steve. Yeah. He uh, was seriously the like the most down to earth coolest dude ever. Like r- we liked the same kind of comedy. Like it really won me over. Not mm-hmm. that he cares one way or the other. And I met Trisha. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, super cool. Uh, and the things I really you know I I've always known Phil. I Always liked Phil. I was, uh-huh. I'm always excited to see somebody who is like kind of old school YouTube. Still, still around it, still around yeah. and doing really well without ha- like without you, like really changing what he's done yeah um so i've always liked him but the thing is i just i'm just a hater in that sense yeah especially when it comes to like comedy because you know we're all a little, a little bit snobby
1: it's yeah and everybody has their own different voice about it and like if you look at source today compared to what it was a year ago it's it's totally different mm-hmm. It the voice kind of change, has changed and evolved and and it's just it's really interesting to see and and whether or not it's your cup of joe yeah. huh. i don't know you know but
0: if if yeah. i and i would definitely have left love to and brie esterig is is brie, yep. and for, she's a she's a dear friend if, of yours if, if i if it wasn't for her i wouldn't be i don't know what i'd be doing right now because i wouldn't be involved in youtube probably really probably, she's the one that hooked you in she is really the the person to make it all happen it's really because of her. Wow. Yeah. Uh, back in San like Diego. Like they had
1: an intervention. Your family got around. They're like, Jason, you don't make enough YouTube videos. No,
0: no, no. She, I wasn't making any. I didn't even know what it was. And she introduced me to Michael Gallagher because um, she was I, – I didn't – I had an improv group in San Diego that I started before I left. They kept going and I would go back and do like workshops and shows. uh, And then she was in the group. So I met her and then she knew Michael Gallagher because he was from San Diego, but he was living in LA. And he's like, oh, do you know any actors? So she referred uh, referred, uh, Steve Green and I to michael mm-hmm. steve and i were roommates and we uh, then we started doing to- totally sketch i guess with him but it was i mean i was because of brie that set that all up oh wow um so i if you know i had them on i would say the same exact thing like i would tell the same exact story uh but it, you know it's just that was just my percept when i thought of sourceford i thought of that ah, oh we're getting a war this is so crazy like we're just a yeah. bunch of white guys that like, crazy yeah. um <laughs> and i was just like Ugh. well they have
1: a black guy now it's yeah. very funny. Yeah,
0: but that's another strike. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as when I wanted to lift them up. I got to knock them right back yeah, down. Yeah, please again. do. I got to knock them back I'm down. Gonna,
1: I'm not going to say anything nice or mean about them Uh-oh. so that you don't have to say anything nice or mean about them.
0: But, so SourceFed has kind of, like, you, you retained – would you say you've retained – because it's interesting because, you know, whether you do a collab – Yeah. You know, it's just like, are you – number one, are people going to like you? And if you get subscribers, people following you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever the case may be – are they going to stick around if you're not in that, in that setting anymore? The cool
1: ones have. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I, I just, that's just something when people talk about, like, oh, like, yeah. collabs are the best. I was like, they are, however, or anything like that. But once you're associated with something, like, what happens when it's just you? Like, who sticks around?
1: Yeah. And, like, I do, I do look at that be like, can I function as a solo creator? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's very easy when you're with other people to collaborate to bring the funk as I'm starting to call it after this. Like, but but when you're when you're by yourself, can you keep it up? And that was like kind of the the chance that I took. I, I left SourceFed and went up to San Francisco to do a show called yes. The New Show. Yes. And that that was a real true solo project. And that was for Discovery. That was for Discovery. It was for Discovery Digital Networks, who also owns SourceFed. So it was like within the same family. And that it was a really interesting experience and I was very proud of what, what I was able to do up there and like a lot of it actually was was because of i had an amazing editor and a really great associate producer but the creative on it really all came down to fall on me and then you incorporate notes from above and and trying to keep both the the audience and the uh the company happy which is that was a whole experience into itself so i i think a lot of people did did stick around that liked me from the show would come over but you know, part of it is habit. It's habitual. You're used to seeing people with each other. And if it's when you're introduced to them, that's how you tend to like them. Like, if you even look at Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, a lot of people after that were like, oh, like, you guys should get back together. I have this nostalgia for how I was first introduced to you. Do you, do people still ask you to go do stuff with Totally Sketch? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Like, is, are
0: they doing anything anymore? Yeah. Like, why don't you do, you know, it's the same, uh, it's the same thing.
1: So people always used to ask me, when are you and Brett? Going to get back together to to do videos, and that was like that for the longest time. Was get back, do more shitty roommate, do more stuff with Brett, because that's where that audience knew me from. And then I did SourceFed, and people like I really miss you on SourceFed. I really miss you on SourceFed. And it's not going to be until I hit my next thing that people are going to say like, oh, like th- that's where I know you from. Keep doing that.
0: Wouldn't it be great though, is if just pe- people just knew you for you and anyone else would have to be an add on like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like once they left you, they'd be like, Oh well now what am I without without Ross?
1: Yeah, but I think you have to earn that. Like yeah. and, and like yeah, that is totally the dream. And and as I'm looking to do all of these other things I keep thinking, like I, I want my next thing to be both collaborative, but with me as the main face at the main helm and the main uh, money, the main money. And money. and to be honest, I want to own it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if, if let's get down to it, like the, I'm working on a lot of projects right now. Uh, but the, the conceit of it is like I'm not going to, I'm not going to part with the ownership over this. And even if it's on your channel, I want a piece of the owning it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of surprised at how open people are to that idea. Uh, Which has been really nice, but some of it is like you have to do that proof of concept work first I have a I have a new show that I'm working on uh, And I've had friends come in and I'm like listen like you know come do this with me and then if this gets picked up You then become uh, Like a producer on it you become a director on it, but I mean like the idea is mine and It's gonna be featuring me
0: uh, You know my I mean you probably know this already and I've been I'm in the same boat. It's get lawyers
1: Yep, yeah, I have a I, well, I also have a manager. Yeah. I have a manager who's who's wonderful yeah. and she found me independent of of YouTube. And I knew her I, like it was like again it was actually that same friend that hired me over at the digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. That was like, hey, this person wants a consultant and he showed her my videos and she's like, you you have something. And then years later when I needed a manager, she Pickle. was like, I would like to represent yeah. you. And I said, "Great, let's do it." And it's been the best career decision I've
0: made. I want to just Go back in time a little bit. Yeah, please I'm trying to just chron- chronologically, but now I'm just skipping around because yep. uh, you keep bringing up Brett it makes you want to, t- and you know I'm thinking about uh you know people that do YouTube and are influencers and how like brands want to work with people, and I want
1: to talk. Was it the Ford Escape?
0: Uh, Ford Escape routes. Yes. So, okay. So Ford Escape routes. For most of you, who don't know is the, a, the most
1: of you the majority the, the if one person listening to this remembers escape routes is, jason's gonna give you a hug uh
0: it's uh i mean it was a kind of it was a, a comp- reality competition show
1: it, yeah the best way to explain it is uh the amazing race with no elimination and, no and sponsored by ford yeah and, <laughs> no and, race and, and, and no, no amazingness.
0: because uh jess lazama and i were um i think we were on the the thing you
1: like, guys we, were in like the final, casting, in the round, final right? casting
0: and yeah and then um we didn't get Did you it. take
1: the personality test yeah, to we find out if you're psycho that.
0: yes we did all of that yeah it was very like very scrutinizing and stuff so you you guys did that and, yeah you know uh, on the surface it looked like cool stuff i'm in a jet i'm putting out fires i'm doing whatever and
1: those parts of it were very fun yeah yeah but there's there's like <laughs> i don't want to compare it to like uh, fascism but like there was this element of this lack of freedom and it was very mentally tolling like Brett and I for friendship wise we took a well, break I after that, that. Yeah. yeah like we we like had spent this like inc- weird long time with each other and then after that we were just like you know like let's take a little bit of a break and like yeah spoiler alert we're back to being friends yeah. like you know it, it's um but it was, it was one of those things that the whole experience of that show was so unique. And it was cool to do it because, first of all, no one saw it. So I never have to, like, I run think away. I may, have saw,
0: I may have seen some commercials, like, for it. I yeah, they, all I
1: they advertised. But it aired on, like, Saturday at 8 p.m. And it's yeah. like, who's watching, who's watching television Saturday at 8 p.m.? No one.
0: It's an example of kind of like, oh, cool! Like, we're gonna get some like really cool people, like on like some online people. Not everyone was yeah. like, a, a, you know, and, and we
1: were the, Brett and I were the only people with social media, which was really nice because we won all of the social media rounds yeah. because like our followers were the best. And at any point, we, like if you looked at like the, the number of team members any group had, we had ten times more than the second place team. And we were winning that show up until the very end where they eliminated the social media component of it and just went physical challenge. And then we fell into last place.
0: It's almost kind of like people like it's like, okay, you know, like YouTube people like we're going to take away the fact that you have uh, like a lot of fans and stuff like that. And it's just going to be based on your talent. And then you just see this no. and It's like, oh. I just watched
1: someone put up like a, a, a late night show and I watched it and grinded my teeth. Because like one of the things that I really wanted to do was a late night show on YouTube. Yeah. And I put together a pilot. And the reason why it never like came to fruition is because like it really, in order to do it right, and it's like if I'm not going to do it right, I'm not going to do it at all. I would need to get, I would need like money to be able to do sure. that sort of thing. So, but I someone cr- like I guess had the same similar idea. They did like a 27 minute pilot. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, "Boy, am I happy!" I didn't, I didn't do it like that. They, like, just like not to call him yeah. talentless, but it was definitely one of those things that was like hard to watch and very self-aggrand. Like, like he felt like he was the best, but like if you remove your ego from the situation, you looked at it, you'd be like, "This, this is hard to watch."
0: Do you think, like, you know, we talk about like brand? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a thing was like brands that want to work with YouTube people, and it's like. Is it genuine? Is it going to work?
1: No, it's not genuine. Yeah. No, I mean, are, are brands genuine? No, not at all. Yeah. I've never seen a brand that's like, listen, like, we really like your content. We want to let you do whatever you want to do. Literally whatever you want. Yeah, no, they, like, the only person I've ever seen be able to pull that off is Casey Neistat. Have you heard of Casey Neistat? Yeah, I, I, I'm big of a like, director or like... He's a Yeah, he does, like, these amazing short films. And, like, I guess, like, there was some company that wanted to give him money. It's like, here's what I'm going to do with the money. I'm going to go to Haiti. It was, like, right after the earthquake. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, like, help out with the earthquake relief. And, like, they were like, okay. Like, how do you say no to that, right? But
0: I'll eat Snickers bars the whole time. Yeah, I'm only
1: going to eat Snickers bars. I'm going to give them a ton of Snickers bars. But, no, I think it was just like saying, like, you know, Nike or whatever company. It was gave me this much money, and they allowed me to do this. And it was, like, a good PR move for Nike. But for most of the time, like, especially with smaller YouTubers, the brand deals you're getting are really generic ones where they're they're not going to work with you on an individual level. They're going to say, like, hey, here are the talking points. Hit it. Show us the video. We'll give you your money do you have
0: do you have a uh, i guess do you have a line like do you have a thing where you're like money's not just not worth
1: it um you know i I would always try and be very creative because the only time I've had to do brand integrations was for the new show, and I think I did it very well, but like what I did is like they gave me one that I really didn't want to do, and so what I did is I made it a behind the scenes video that I didn't mind i like inserting like just a real blatant product integration into because already it was just a behind the scenes look. And the problem with the, the doing a brand integration with the new show was I always felt like the content that we were putting out on the new show was something along the lines of like, this is real information and this is real opinion. And the second that opinion and information has been purchased, It's not trustworthy anymore.
0: When you put in, like, Man Spanx as the the product, it it shakes it up a little bit. Yeah, they're
1: just kind of like, oh, okay, like, you you weren't really talking about Spanx. You were only doing this because Man Spanx paid you to do it. Yes. And even if everything surrounding it was real, like, the audience kind of, like, raises an eyebrow to it. And once they question that, it's gone. And so, like, I did find a way to make it happen. But, like, if it was, like, really bold, over-the-top, high demands that I had no control over... I, I tried to create an episode where, like, it didn't matter. Like, it was just like, oh, life hacks, yeah. you know? Like, you can insert You just throw that absurd. word buzzword in there? Life hacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, what, we're right, doing life right, hacks.
0: Like, uh, so you moved from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Yes. Now, I have nightmares that I, like, am, like, living mm-hmm. either when it's back in New York or somewhere else, and I'm not in L.A. anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why did I do this? Yep. Why am I away from all this? Because, you know, the thing is, like, leaving Los Angeles, uh, I mean, I don't know. I wish I moved here sooner. I mean, I have a very high opinion of L.A. only because it's been really great for me. I'm don't have. i not one of those people that complain like, ugh, L.A. But I no. was like, no, it's amazing. I
1: used to be. And right. then I moved away from it. And I was like, I miss it so much. Yeah,
0: so what was it like to be – I mean, San Francisco is a great city. But you move away from L.A. where you know a lot of people – the opportunities to like for anything, like you have your podcast or whatever, it's just pretty much at your fingertips if you want it to be. What's it like to be in a city?
1: or collaboration, something I you feel very isolated. Uh, I don't understand why anyone that wants to make YouTube videos professionally is not in either Los Angeles or New York. Yeah. You need that community, you need that creator community specifically. And what's weird is that YouTube is based out of San Francisco. Yeah. And I just remember feeling so lonely creatively what about there. but as
0: a what about as you how did you as do? me
1: i mean so i i grew up in the bay area oh okay. so i had like old friends yeah. and like they're all in law school i hung out with a lot of lawyers mm. and like the, you know they were very funny so like i did feel nurtured uh as a person and my family's up there as well so i got to like okay. really expand that part of my life which was nice, but creatively and career-wise, mm-hmm. I felt so stagnant. I felt – and, like, that's that's a huge part of me. And, like, there was, like, a real, like uh, – I guess I'll call it, like, a sadness. There was a heaviness in me because I was, like, I can't – I can't do what I want to do. I was, like, again, restricted to a bedroom and not just any bedroom where you could, like, invite people in and, and do stuff, but it was just, like, this – this bedroom where I was like, I need to just take to the internet and recede into, into this world, which is like, I, you know, and I'll, I'll think like now that I'm saying it out loud, I wonder if like a lot of people that, that listen to our podcasts or watch our videos feel this way because their community is online. And when your community is online, you're kind of restricted to places where you have internet access and that, that could be a hard thing. And that's why meetups like VidCon are so great Mm -hmm. because you get to meet these people and actually participate in real life with them. And, uh, that's so important that's so so important
0: how long did it take for you being in san francisco before you're just like i can't well it was getting better yeah it was
1: getting better as the show started to do better and they were like they flew me down to la you and i did a collaboration uh so like that that was really nice and like i started to feel better and as the show was getting more and more received i was like starting to create my own up there was trying to do stand-up which did not go well up there there's, there's nothing... Did you do a bunch of L.A.-based humor? <laughs> no, well, I did this one bit. I uh, was, like, working on something about Tinder. And I was like, anyone here on Tinder? And the guy from the back was like, no! And I was like, okay. Like, I, I... And I tried to go with the bit anyway, and it yeah. just didn't work. Um, but also, the joke was probably bad. But I just... No, 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 it let's put the, the guy in the back. Okay, yeah, if we could... It's his fault you're not funny. It was, like, just really interesting that, like, this... this It was such, like, a, a sensitive audience. And a, doing material in front of a sensitive audience really shut me down because it did not feel supportive. So all of my jokes that like maybe weren't good but I needed to get them out, just to get them out. Like weren't even getting courtesy or pity laughs, which are so important. Well, on
0: YouTube, I mean, you could listen, there's there's plenty of really uh, fans that are so supportive but even if your stuff is not that great it's just like I still love you and you know I feel like there's that thing where everyone's being told they're loved so much Yeah, and this is this is for all of us you know what I mean yeah. uh, not as much probably more other people than me I guess uh, uh, or even us but it's just like you're so great I don't uh, like I don't care if your voice is not good and you want to be a singer I still think you're great yeah it's like when,
1: everyone has it's all their viewers become their mom it's mom, just like yeah but you don't have, when, I love when, it because it's you
0: when you're doing stand up those yeah. people don't care about that no they want to be entertained, and if they don't get it, you're not going to get anything.
1: Well, I had an open mic, so we've i have been going to a lot of open mics with like Elliot Morgan mm-hmm. and, and Mike Falzone, and we've been talking a lot about the open mic app. Do you do stand up at all?
0: I don't, I've written some for some people, but I have never I've
1: done at UCB. I did a couple of
0: like fake stand ups, yeah. like 90 stand up things, but I've never uh, never done stand up. So
1: it's always been very tongue in cheek when you've done it, a- absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: I've kind of thought about it, it would have to be like a pretty special. It's location. fun,
1: you should come out with us. Yeah. It's like what, what's really nice about like what we've created for ourselves is it's like it's way more fun with friends hmm. that's all it is is like we go to these open mics and if we suck it doesn't matter because like you know what's funnier than a good joke is your friend telling a joke that gets nothing yeah and like if your so. friend tries a joke like because like i don't i'll use mike as an example oh no i'll use my mine as an example so we were going to this open mic at the clubhouse and you write your name down on these slips of paper and you put it in a bucket or a hat or something. And that's how all open mics function. And they're always calling up name after name after name. And it's, you're just sitting there waiting to hear your name. And I got bored of that. So I wrote down a fake name. I wrote down Tickle Fitz McCoy. Because I was like, at least I'm going to get a little bit of a giggle at like, hearing this MC have to read my name as Tickle Fitz McCoy. So like he pulls it and he goes... Oh, like, tickle Fitz McCoy. And he was like, A, not amused. And the whole audience groans, like, oh, like, okay, come on, you guys. First of all, it's comedy. Like, lighten up a little bit. Stupider names have been said on that stage. And one guy was like, huh, and like started to kind of applaud. And I didn't know this until after because Mike watched this happen. But some guy leans over and like puts his hand to stop him and just shakes his head, like, no, like, don't encourage that type of behavior. So I got up as, as tickle Fitz McCoy. And normally, like if that had happened, it would have been I would have been like, oh, like I'm never doing anything like that again, like totally shut down. The audience hated it. But Mike was laughing so hard because the audience hated it so much. And now Tickle Fitz McCoy has kind of like he he told it on stage. He told this story on stage because it was like so absurd. And, and so like now Tickle Fitz McCoy has kind of become like this like fun inside joke uh, that we have. And something that would have like been really disheartening and discouraging has now become just something that was more fun about doing stand-up.
0: And we all love inside jokes. We all love inside we jokes. We love it, especially people who don't, they're not in on the joke. Yeah. They always love it.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting, if uh, I do say.
0: You uh, travel a lot.
1: I do. Well, I, I, This was my first time traveling.
0: Uh, but it was a pretty big, big travel. It was a
1: big, so I got a call that, that my show was canceled uh and then about an hour later, I got a call that said, Do you want to go on this trip to Israel? And I like, Is it, is it a birthright? It thing? was a birthright trip. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it started out as a birthright trip. But the thing about this organization that are, I think all birthright trips, like, you can extend for up to three months. And so they give you those tickets. They give you the ticket, the tour, and then a ticket back. But that ticket back can be anywhere within the three months. So, I got that call, and my future had just opened up. And like, you know, like, do you have any plans? Nope. Zero. I'm probably moving. Uh, So I got that call and they I said, yeah, like, why not? Let's do it. And they said, do you want to extend? I said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So I posted on Facebook and I said, I'm going to travel around Eastern Europe. Where should I go? And people like literally every place that someone commented, I went.
0: Now, what is the, because when you went, I mean, you went for yourself, there's also this. This need, I think everyone has it to be like, okay, well, I have to make sure I capture it and mm-hmm. not just capture it for myself. I got to capture it and share it yeah. at some sort of rate. Yeah. How does that change the experience of like traveling for you? So. Because you're pretty, I mean, I you know, I follow all, all your stuff so I saw all the stuff that you did um, and it was always a pretty cool, like it wasn't like a wasted picture. I don't know how, to, how to put it. I don't know how to put it without being like whatever but it wasn't just like, a, a, like this is just a random thing. It was like pretty uh, pointed or whatever um, yeah, but what kind of The thing where you just like I just want to enjoy these old buildings I was like no I need to do I need to enjoy it in the con in the context of putting up a cool snapchat
1: So here here's actually I tried to combine those two things Because I set out first of all the the birthright trip I didn't know while I was on it if I was going to make videos because the initial thing was like I'm gonna go I'm gonna forget about YouTube for a bit I just need to like kind of unwind and take a break and explore myself And then, you're right, like, you do kind of feel this, this, uh, not desire, but like this, you owe it to your audience. You owe it to the people that aren't going to get to do this. You owe it to the people that wouldn't even consider doing this unless they saw it. So, I...
0: You owe it to also shove it in the face of oh, the haters yeah, yeah that's a haters. Never anything that'll say you never
1: amount to anything it's like i'm it in, in right Prague. Place. where are you yeah and then some of them they're are like um, i don't yeah. know i just
0: like i just bought i just bought a yacht so yeah doing pretty good and you're like oh, okay I'm. Do, no do
1: rich people like have time to get online i don't think maybe so maybe heiresses they don't have time to do that and they don't have time to put up
0: inspirational quotes
1: no they don't <laughs> they're just like they just post snapchat snapshots of their their bank account yeah um but the uh uh the, the interesting part of that, so like I went and I was like, I'm just going to film. And the way I wanted to film, like I knew I needed to have a point to it. So my thought was, I know nothing about traveling. I went and I bought a backpack and I was terrified. And I said, I'm going to try and capture the experience of being scared and embarking on a journey for the first time. And so every, every time I felt an emotion or I took something in or something was stunning to me, I would grab my camera and then recreate it. So it was mostly about being in tune with myself and seeing, like, how am I feeling about this and then saying, okay, like, let, let's put that in the video. Um, and I did come up with the idea of, because I, I was journaling the entire way through, thoughts, emotions, feelings, and I did come up with the idea of, like, wouldn't it be cool if it was, like, The Princess Bride where I read out of the journal and then it just takes off right into the world so we see what the events that I was actually journaling about and then the voiceover would kind of exist as the narration from my journal which was like I I really liked the way that that came out I hadn't seen anything done like that before Um, so as I'm filming as I'm going through these different countries and these different experiences it wasn't like stopping to think about making a video so much as it was like I just want to capture this moment the real work of it came when I got back and had to edit. And that was grueling. That was really grueling. Because you're
0: like you're just like how was I feel you know what I mean? Like how was I feeling that? Well I was or...
1: lucky because I, I journaled. Yeah. So I have okay. the I have the journal right over here. It's uh like I without that I would have had I would have had that struggle and I would have been like, Fuck this. Uh, can I say fuck? Uh you can say fuck. You can't okay. say fans. Though. Okay. Yeah. That's the F word on yeah, here. Yeah, that's the F word on here is fans. So. Yeah. So I was Like, fuck this, Uh, I would have been like, fuck fuck this. But luckily I had cataloged like my, my real raw emotions and impressions. And then there were some times where I was worried I would forget. So I would just turn the camera on myself and in the normal vlog style, just talk like I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling really down right now, or I'm, I'm terrified. Or sometimes it's like, this is the first time I felt excited about something in months. So that part never really made it into the video, but it did serve as editing notes for myself. And the bulk of it, like, I would get maybe about 15 minutes of usable footage per video. And I knew that it wasn't going to be entertaining if I included all 15 minutes. So I, I would sit down. I have, a, I have a really good friend, Steve, who's who pulls no punches. And so I'd show him, like, a, a rough cut. And he'd be like, this is boring. I, You lost me here. I need this gone. And so, like, I would just, even if I loved the part, I would most of the time pull it out.
0: And then just eat a Snickers.
1: Eat a Snickers. So do they do they sponsor you? Does that be a good No, sponsor? I don't. For some reason, I just I'm just really. Yeah.
0: I, I we haven't plugged anything.
1: Really? We haven't even. Who would you, who's your dream sponsor?
0: My dream sponsor probably uh, like Panda Express or something. Really? Like yeah, that. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something Some food based. Yeah. Could they pay
1: you in food and you'd be happy Absolutely, with that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. got. I've been paid in food once. Yeah. I yeah.
0: I have no problem with that. Um, and then, uh, but you also, like, I didn't even say, hey guys, you know, you should, if you're listening, this is the Friends Without Benefits podcast, so I should have said this in the middle, in case they're just picking it up in the middle. Yeah,
1: because you know how people, like, pick up podcasts in the middle. Right,
0: well, they want to get right to the, right to the sexy part. Yeah. Uh, but you also, you have a podcast. What?
1: I do. I do. Only
0: 10 billion people have a podcast. Now. I know. What a huge surprise. It was,
1: I, I submitted and I was thrilled when they were like, you're one of the 10 billion. <laughs> you're one of the 10 billion. Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna be on your podcast. Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, It'll okay. be coming out on Sunday, May 24th.
0: So, what is it called?
1: It's it's called now. What did we learn? Yeah, I sit So it's down, the opposite of this, where we yeah, learn nothing. Friends with benefits. So we're like on my podcast. I'm going to grill you about uh, like like some of your strengths and okay. how you came to learn like i want to talk to you a lot i think about like your teaching because you teach at io you teach comedy
0: i I was up until recently okay
1: but i want to i want to i want to kind of dive into that the idea of teaching other people the idea of like you know taking your strengths having courage in yourself enough to put yourself in a situation where you think that you have something to offer students, not just that, but in exchange for money, like yeah. high self worth. Sure, absolutely. Um, and that's something that I think that you you do very well. Thank I've always you. been very impressed Thank by you. that. So I'm going to dig in with you. I'm going to ask you about when you first realized that. I'm going to ask you about some some teasing missteps it. that You're you've had. It? We're Is teasing that, yeah. it. We're teasing uh, it. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about your parents if oh, they okay. had any influence in that. Um, but then we're also going to kind of uh, answer some fan questions yeah. on on email because th- I just always feel like my my listeners are called the positive team because we always try and take things with like a real positive spin the, i don't know who i don't know
0: if even anyone's listening but i think we're the opposite you're the opposite I of think, the positive yeah team? but you know we need that like we're like i, I don't, you're the like,
1: scarred in my simba
0: yeah just i don't know what that i'm i'm old really yeah it, i don't king. know what that no 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 oh. I, I was i was probably watching porn when that was out i was too you ever uh. see lion king porn yeah <laughs> uh but we could two find lions that. one king <laughs> Maybe two kings, one lion. Two kings, it. one lion. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's on iTunes. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Pocket Casts. All uh, if you're an Android. I got someone was like, yeah, make it for Android, and I was like, I don't know how to do that, so I figured it out. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't know yeah. how to do that. I, yeah. I should do that. Yeah, it's great because like, you, I think iTunes is the only place for podcasts. Yeah. But it's like I guess SoundCloud's a thing too. I'm not on SoundCloud though. That's the one thing oh, really? I'm not on. I it's expensive, man.
0: Well, we'll work on that. I'm on yeah. Sound. This is on SoundCloud. I don't yeah. know if you maybe you're listening on SoundCloud or maybe you're listening on iTunes. What does it matter? But they should go check out. Now what did we learn? Now what did we learn? Now what did we learn, did we learn? with Russ Everett? Uh, and that's uh, coming out in the twenty. 25-
1: your episode will come out the twenty fourth. We've okay. got episodes with like uh, I don't think we have any episodes with any other totally sketch folks, but I will be looking. I them cover up. I cover all. A episodes. lot of YouTubers, but some of the some of them are are people that you haven't heard of. Like I just had a guy on that biked his way across the country. Harrison. Yeah, you know yes. Harrison. I know. I saw the I saw your picture. Oh okay. It, yeah. From UCB. Yeah, Harrison yeah, from, from the improv, improv yeah. community, yeah. And, and I thought like just to to take a bite out of your life and pull the trigger on something like that was so amazing. Yeah, it's
0: very cool. I remember when he was like I think he was crowd or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, what else do
0: you have coming up that we can, you can tease us with?
1: That, you know, that's it. I think just the YouTube channel and the podcast is yeah. enough for people. And it's uh,
0: just, is it just YouTube.com slash Ross Everett? YouTube.com
1: slash Everett. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm also on Twitter and you've been doing a lot on Snapchat. So I I've have been, been. I've been doing some stuff. Somebody Snapchatted me. Have you gotten balls yet? Oh, I mostly, I'm too scared, I'm mostly
0: because I have a lot of uh, women, some of I do behind the scenes. Yeah. Some dudes are like confused on yeah. who Snapchat it is. So they just go, it's just, Dicks and balls Good. first yeah i'm jealous yeah. because
1: i got my first balls oh. and it was it was an incredible experience uh i got i got one boob and someone had like drawn around it i was like i don't know what i'm looking at yeah. but then i figured out it was a boob so i i don't i like got it i screenshotted it if you send me your balls if you send me your dick i'm going to screenshot it there's someone that sends me just them doing drugs, just yeah, okay. always them doing drugs. Anything good or what kind of? Yeah, drug? like like uh, I think it was Molly. I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. Like, oh, what is this? And I'll show it to someone. And they'll be like, yeah, that's Molly. Or like, oh, that's definitely cocaine. It's the Molly. It's the Molly. It's the Molly. So I think like it's just so funny what people are willing to share on Snapchat. It could be like they would never tweet it because it's like this one one to one connection. So this guy sent me his balls, just just he face in the face in the frame. Full body, no shaft, but just balls. Oh, that's nice. I have to show you this photo.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll have people. I'll get on Snapchat. Have people add you. You'll get you'll get some. You'll get some. Here's
1: what I want to do. So I Snapchat it or I screenshot it and I sent it to my friend and I was like, Listen, I want you to. I want you to Photoshop this. I don't want you to remove his balls, but I want you to turn his balls into something else. Yeah. So he gave me back this photo and it was just, I, he turned it into a, like a pudgy, sad cat. Oh. So I then was like, okay, cool. Like you're going to send me your balls. And I added it to my story. The picture of him full face in there and his balls turned into a pudgy, sad cat. So I'm going to start doing things. If people send me their junk or whatever, I, I will draw on it and I'm going to turn it into What art. is your Snapchat? It's at it's also at the Ross Everett, uh, yeah. um, yeah. the Jason Horton. Hey! So it's very easy for people to same with my Instagram. We have the I think. definite articles, yeah. but my yeah.
0: YouTube is youtube.com slash Jason Horton. So yeah, it's hard to get all. I should
1: have gotten Ross Everett. It was yeah. just one of those things where like everyone had chosen like cool names, mm-hmm. like it was like you know totally sketch. Yeah. It wasn't Michael Gallagher and and Brett the Intern. So I was just like, cool. I'm gonna choose like an alternate identity, and then I was yeah. very lazy and just said V. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I only yeah. did it by
0: because somebody else already took it. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to be cool.
1: Yeah. Someone took your name? Are there more than one Jason Horton oh, out so there? There's so many.
0: Look on Twitter. There's like a, that's why my... is Jason underscore Horton. Horton on Twitter. Yeah.
1: Why? Hmm. That's crazy. You should make it... I, I, I've never been a fan of underscores. Yeah. I think it's... It's, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. just takes up space.
0: And of all the things in the world, transition lenses for glasses and having the underscore my name is my, my two biggest um regrets. What are transition lenses? They turn... Into sunglasses in the sun, but they never really—it looks terrible and it never really changes. Back. Are these transition? Lenses? No, 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 no. These are these are regular, uh, regular glasses. But I did it, and it was the—they're expensive, and you can't get—it's awful. It's just a terrible—it's <laughs> okay. a terrible, terrible thing.
1: I just got glasses last year. I just had to come to terms with I'm not yeah, perfect. You're not perfect. I know.
0: But you know what is perfect? This show. I want to thank Ross for being on it. Thank the Friends you for having benefits me. Podcast. We can check out now. What Do we learn? Uh, your podcast, your YouTube, your Traversing Europe, Gallup, right, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: called the Euro Trip, and it's there's a playlist. And so if you just want to like go through uh, and watch them all, I tried to make it like, like a series that you could just sit down and if watch. If you
0: want to see a white guy with disposable income... Uh, trying tra- his best. best Trapsing around yeah. Europe. Make sure to check that out. Ross, thank you so much. Sure, thank and, you for uh, having me. This is the Friends Without Benefits Podcast. Hey, subscribe, maybe rate it, leave a comment. I mean you have time. They have time, right?
1: Yeah, that's all they got.
0: Thanks everybody. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.